Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my unexpected friend, Frank. How are you today? Uh... <laughs> I, I we do this every week. I don't know what's unexpected about this exactly, but do we? Sure, yeah. I yeah. thought that this was the first inaugural episode of Beer with Geeks. Well, my bad. Yeah. Well, no, no, oh, not, well, not not so much. Okay, so well then, uh, I will ask you, what are you drinking as usual or for the first time? Uh, that was unexpected. I wasn't ready for that question. Um, I'm drinking a, a new one, and I actually am really, really enjoying this one. Uh, as if I don't always, um, but uh, this is a throwback brewery, El Chup Brew Cabra, Chup Brew Cabra. That's cute. Mexican chocolate porter. Ooh, yeah, that sounds delicious. Yeah, yeah. So this is a local one to New Hampshire, and it is uh, a full-bodied, robust porter with rich dark chocolate notes the slightest hint of spice from local peppers and the perfect measure of cinnamon from sticks first used by flag hill uh flag hill i'm not sure what flag hill is uh to make their spice rum oh there you go must be a distillery that makes rum gotcha. so um it's uh it's quite good it is quite quite good. It is. Um, they talk about peppers, but it's not really spicy at all. It's just it is a it is a chocolate porter made with Mexican chocolate, and it is um, really really delicious. It very, sounds good. Very it good sounds seasonal, great. Seasonal treat. So I, uh, I want to drink yeah. that. Yeah, it's quite good. What are you enjoying tonight? What? Um, I I finished all the beer in my fridge. Hey, hey, I know, I know, I know. So proud of you. I knew this day would come. Me too. Me too. Um, so, so what I, are you going to drink for the next year? So I am going to drink some Belgiums for the next hey, year. That's even better. Isn't that better? Because I said, listen, if I'm not going to get here for a while, I'm going to get some beer that I enjoy. Yes, sir. Because um, I was walking around the store and I was not finding one because of COVID. I don't want to. I don't like to linger in the stores. And two, I was not finding anything that I that really popped out. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to drink that, or I really want to drink that. So I was like, I'm going to go with some some classics that I know I like. So I'm drinking a Lefe Blonde, oh. which is a Belgium um, Abbey Ale. It's got some clove. It's got some vanilla. And it is delicious. It's fantastic. I love I love that one. Oh, so good. I love Belgians. My favorite. Mm. Belgians are my favorite, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They just, they're, you can drink them all year. And they actually quench your thirst instead of making you yeah, thirstier, right. which that's is something right. that which is sometimes beer does not do. And they go with almost every meal. Like you know, you want some, you know, you you, you know, you having a hamburger, have a Belgian. You know, you having a pizza, 
have a Belgian. You having Chinese food? Have a Belgian. You having a heart attack? Have a Belgian. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Which you're going to have after all those things. No, so. I know. <laughs> it's not funny, Frank. <laughs> but um, but uh, that was... Um, May not be funny, yeah, but it's my life. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's true that it just goes with it just goes with everything. Having some cornflakes, have a Belgium. <laughs> you, <know, laughs> so. you might have a problem. That yeah, might, that's true. You might need well, to talk about it, that. It really depends if you're a cereal at night kind of person, like cereal for a snack kind of person, or yep, fair, a fair. breakfast kind of a kind of guy. That I'm a fair. both. If I if I yeah, must be well, we're honest. both we're both breakfast for dinner guys. You know when the when the uh, when the fates allow. Absolutely, and I'm even dinner for breakfast kind of guy. Like what, last night's meal, like whatever. Why well, does I'll it do have that. to be eggs or cereal? Nobody, like it's not a rule. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm totally down with. Actually, one of my favorite things. I mean, like, not like really favorite, but like a thing that I really enjoy is like just having cold pizza for breakfast. Like, mm-hmm. like if we had pizza the night before and there's some cold pizza in the fridge, like I won't even heat it up. I'll just eat it cold, like right. for breakfast, and I love it. You know why? Because all of those things. Are kind of what you would have for breakfast anyway. Yeah, you know, some tomatoes, toast, some tomatoes, some cheese. You know, whatever. You know, yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, I, I have guess to read from. I'm sorry, this. I have to read from. I have to read about the Shire again if we're having some <laughs> tomatoes and cheese and and toast. Let me tell you more. Which about breakfast it. is that from? All all, all the Hobbit's breakfast. That's it. it. Could be Elevensies. You know, mm. could be second breakfast. Mm-hmm. Really doesn't matter. Frank, we're not here to talk about Lord of the Rings, though, which I would. I, um, yep. We're here to th- we're here to talk about the the love right next door to Lord of the Rings for me, and that is Star Wars. Ah, uh, yes, specifically um, the Mandalorian season two. Frank um, wrapped a while ago, but and here we are to talk about it late to the game per usual. But you know what? We're not about time, Frank. We're That's just about okay. Having good combos. That's okay. You know, we're the guys who said, you know, we're going to talk about all the all the new Disney plus Star Wars series that launched. And yeah, we haven't finished uh, the Mandalorian yet, but like, here's what we think. And then they announced another series at the end of the season. Two okay. Of so let's, let's talk about that one first before we dive into the whole season, because uh, you know, so at the end, spoilers for the Mandalorian season two and season one, probably who knows. Yeah. And so, um, so at the, the tag at the end, you know, the final episode, you got Boba Fett going back to Jabba's palace and Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna. Is... I, lo- <laughs> I loved that Bib Fortuna came back. That made me, that made like my, my long-term Star Wars fan uh, heart mm-hmm. happy. I guess the staff he was holding was part of his Kenner toy too, like the original Kenner toy. And cool. so that's like two or three things that they have made. Um, that the Mandalorian has made canon from the Kenner line See, of toys. That's so cool. But that gets that's Filoni. That's Filoni all the way down. Mm-hmm. No, like yeah. it's got to be. It could be Favs too. I mean, like he certainly. I mean, he was obviously a Star Wars fan. So um, yeah. So it could be Favs. You know. But anyway. Um. So so Boba and um, Boba and um. Oh my gosh, Ming Na Wen's name just escaped me. Uh um, yeah oh I I'll think of Fennec. it Fennec Fennec Fennec, Fennec yeah. yeah Fennec um um so they just take out everybody in Java's palace um and and Boba declare basically declares sits on the throne and he declares himself the the new crime like new crime lord of the outer rim basically because yeah. that's what Java was um and I guess that's what Bib Fortuna was after Java's death so um. So here we are. We get the Book of Boba Fett, which is a new series. I don't know if it's a mini or a full series, 
with Tamara Morrison back as Boba Fett and Fennec Shand, Ming-Na Wen is back and they're going to be doing bounty hunter, crime underlord stuff. And that's very exciting and unexpected. I, If you had told me that was going to be a show a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, I would have been like, I mean, I'll watch it in Star Wars, but I'm not like excited. About, I've never, I, I was never like excited about a bounty hunters show. Same. Um, and Boba Fett, I think we've talked about it on 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 this show, but like, you know, Boba Fett always had the the cult following, and like, I never really fully got it. And now I'm anyway. All that to say, this sort of backdoor backdoor pilot of of doing the the Boba Fett story, the return of Boba Fett on the Mandalorian, and then spinning it off. Totally has me sold and totally has me excited about uh, a bounty hunter's show, a Boba Fett show, whatever exactly it ends up being. Um, ah, so excited for it. Now, we've mentioned, I think we mentioned this after The Mandalorian season one, but you know, we've always, you know, come at Star Wars from different directions, but we both agreed that our favorite thing is the Jedi. That has always yes. been like the thing that we, we love the most. But after the end of Se- Mandalorian season one, I was like, my God, I didn't even know that I love all of Star Wars, not right? even just, and I love it apparently pretty much equally. Like, what is that? Like, I didn't, I did not see that coming, really. And um, because Boba Fett has been like, a, yeah, okay, he's there kind of character you yeah. know, for the both of us. Literally, he was just there. Yeah, like, yeah, it just, what maybe because we cared about the Jedi, and you're like, you, listen, Boba, you like walked around, you said some stuff, and then he died like a chump. But then he didn't, and that is, you know, I I, go, I know he was in Legends and the old lore and blah, 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 and all that yes, stuff, yes. but to see Boba Fett, the same actor who was Jango Fett, you know, just take out Stormtroopers like, like nobody's business, and then just like actually be cool, and dare I say just as cool as, as Din Djarin, mm. um in in the suit like he's just as charismatic not looking at his face yes yes I, I think that i finally understood why people I, I i always kind of conceptually understood why people like boba fett but now like i'm looking at it myself and going you know what you were all right i'm sorry you were do, right boba do you fett think is awesome do you think i feel that way too and do you think we both feel that way because we now have you know two seasons of of din Djarin, uh, and and now we kind of like we we we've seen. I mean, we've seen him without the mask, but like for all intents and purposes, he's been wearing the mask the whole time, and and we sort of saw the man beneath the mask over the course of two seasons. And do you think that a little bit of that sort of now we have more appreciation for Boba Fett because of that? It's possible, yeah. Because you know what, if he show if Boba showed up, if it was a different show and he showed up and he was cool. I might not have an appreciation for him the same way. Honestly, I think it's actually Django Fett that makes me have an appreciation for Boba Fett because I did attach myself to Boba Fett a little bit more when Attack of the Clones came out because you're like, wait, look, he's actually, Django's actually doing something. Right. He's like, he's fighting Obi-Wan Kenobi and holding his own. Yes. Like, Like that, and escaped. Like that. Is that's awesome, and so between that and clone troopers and everything, like you gain like a sideways appreciation for Boba Fett, but now the circle is now complete because you actually see Boba doing it himself. Yeah, and I, I think that's I think that's a part of it. But um, to gain an appreciation for who he is as a real character, not just because he can do cool things, but you know to 
Like, what is your purpose? What is your goal? Like, what is your character arc? And like, we're actually getting a sense of that now. He's a man. He is a man of his own type of honor. Yeah. But he's also he clearly reminded us in those end credits that he's actually a bad guy. He's like, a bad this guy. This is the guy that hunted Han Solo down, stuck him in carbonite, and sold him to Jabba the Hutt. Absolutely. Let's, let us not forget that. Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt. Like, yes. The only reason that he was, you know, good um, mm-hmm. or, or helping helping the good guys was because of his code of honor. He he does have a code of honor, and he does he like his word is his bond, and he is he said like I will look you you know you you gave me my, my suit back you you helped me like I will now help you find the child, um no matter yeah. what. This is not a great comparison because their motivations and characters are are completely different. But that uh, the idea of the villain with a code of honor, you know, the like the Magnetos or the Doctor Dooms, yes, you know, like they just will not. They will only take themselves so far, like you know, like I will, like these are my motivations and they are mine. But I will help you because that's the right thing to do at some point. I like those characters mm. a lot, mm-hmm. and to turn a character that was literally just a mask, and and make him and make him three dimensional within the span of a couple episodes on a show that wasn't even his, like yeah. And then get that's, us excited for a show that is his. That's right. Yeah, that's that is pretty. That's pretty rad. That's cool. And uh, and I'm on board. And I'm on board for that. Me too. So, Me too. Yeah. So as of right now, so that's coming out December 2021. Um, and it looks like Mando season three was supposed to come out December 2021, but apparently it got pushed back to 2022. So I think we're going to get Book of Boba first, and that's going to bleed into Mandalorian season three. So we don't have conflicting. Um, mm-hmm. We don't have conflicting Star Wars shows on at the same time because oversaturation of the Star Wars is what got Disney in trouble the last time. That's right. That's right. Um, it's what what sort of put Solo out to pasture. I do think that they. It seems like they have a, the the strategy that they seem to have in place um, is that there will always be a Star Wars show on at any given time of the year. There will always be a you know Pixar Disney Pixar show on at any given time of the year, Marvel show on at any given time of the year, so that you can never cancel it. Because if you are interested in any one of those um, franchises properties, um, it, it's all year round. There is something for you, and CBS is starting to do that now with Star Trek, where it looks like there's going to be a Star Trek uh, series on year round, different you know Discovery or Picard or whatever um, mm-hmm. at any given time of year, so that you can never cancel, which is super smart, and it's. It's what they well, should be doing, and, and honestly, it's probably what they wanted to do the whole time, and they just took them some time to spin up the, the, the production, um, and COVID didn't help with that, but it's a smart strategy. Well, I I mean, truly, I mean, isn't that what all other programs and shows do anyway? Like, like, like anything, any superhero show on the CW runs all year, and then they have summer sh- superhero shows, and then it flips back to the fall superhero yeah, shows, it's, and it's, Law and Order runs all year. You know, like these franchises, like, do go like that's it. They they, they just go. That's, that's just how, network. That's it's network television, party. right? Network that's television right. works that way, where you've got like Grey's Anatomy on or whatever, and then and then when that is off for the summer, some other show that they think appeals to the same. Uh, audience comes on in its in its time slot, um, right. so it's just it's the it's the it's way just, it just took right. a while to get there, but now they're there, right? Um, so and it's the genre that appeals. Now it's the now it's the brand, the franchise, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. So, no, that's great. I, I'm on board for that. So let's talk Mando season two. I'm going to say better than season one. Loved season one. 
Yeah, but uh, well, agreed, agreed, and, and it builds on season one, and that's why it's better. I agree, but it, I what I really like is that it never loses the thread of of its main characters, um, mainly Grogu and and Din, right, Mando mm-hmm. himself, mm-hmm. because you know we, we the internet we ourselves got excited about you know Bo Katan showing up and Boba Fett showing up and. Um, Ahsoka Tano showing up and Luke Skywalker showing up and all and all that was great. But at the but at the end of season two, I still care immensely about the main characters and what's going to happen to them. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And they they did. They did such a fantastic job with that where there was I feel like there was less filler this season than there was last season. I think the um, first two episodes would almost count as the filler episodes. Yep, I, I agree. The beginning there was it was a little maybe a little slow to get started, but but um, but even that first that first episode, which was I remember you saying that at the time that it felt like a little bit of filler, and I, I don't disagree. But the one thing I will say for it is that um, as much as that was kind of filler, it was also sort of like a repilot. It was almost like they were resetting for season two and sort of getting us. Giving us like the, almost like showing us the adventures that happened between seasons, uh, uh, but 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 using the first episode of the second season to do it because they knew that the rest of the second season was going to be like pedal to the metal towards the end. Mm-hmm. No, you're you're right, and I I, I knew that's where it was going to go, and so I was happy to sit in there because yes. I'd, I'd much rather start a little slow and then just keep revving as opposed to like you're going to go go go, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, by the way, I have to like take this fish lady somewhere and yeah end. yeah right you know, like that was I, a little like okay what like where yeah, but how I really does this lo- connect I, I really love that episode actually i thought that one was great um so um but yeah i saw somebody tw- i can't remember who to give the credit to but online saying like it's good it's great that mando is a serialized weekly show mm-hmm. because we would not be talking about how cool Cobb vamp was in, or the battle with the crate dragon was if you knew that in a couple episodes we were going to watch Luke Skywalker return. Yes, exactly. And, and exactly. So you, just, you just wouldn't have cared. And so and so to say like that crate dragon was awesome and we spent we spent a week talking about it, which was great. And then we went spent a week talking about the the, the um the frog uh, the fish lady. Yeah. The frog lady. Frog lady. And, yeah. yeah, and how Grogu committed genocide yep. and <laughs> you know when we you know, when we talked about that, and then we talked about Bo-Katan, which weirdly still might be my favorite episode. That was of this. so cool. Yeah. I, I got, I have to say, aside from Ahsoka, which we knew was happening, um, yes. they were very public about it and, and, and publicized it very well. Yeah, they weren't uh, they, they weren't public about who it was who was playing her. That was like the big rumor. No, they didn't ever really announce that Rosario oh, was playing interesting. her. Interesting. I guess I'd heard the rumors so much and so strongly that I thought it was official. But maybe okay, if it was never official, that's. I mean, um, she, she I missed was that. I missed that it wasn't official. Season one, because that picture of George Lucas holding Grogu, she was off camera. Yeah, like, she was in yeah, full yeah, regalia. Right. That photo was um, shot during that episode. Right. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Um. Yeah, I remember. So I, well, we 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 knew rumor or otherwise. We sort of people from through reliable sources will say that we pretty much knew it was going to be Rosario Dawson as as Ahsoka, and um, and we knew that she was coming. But other than that, like we didn't know Bo-Katan was coming for sure. There were hints, right? Like there was like the graffiti stuff early on in the season and mm-hmm. things like that that pointed to it, but we didn't know for sure if if she'd be coming. Um, 
But um, man, oh man, man, oh man, when that that was honestly one of the most exciting reveals of of this whole show for me. Uh, up to that point, it was probably the most exciting reveal to see an animated character coming to life in that way and and, and portrayed by the same actor who voiced her in the uh, in the animated series. I think that's the coolest bit. It's not the first time that it's happened. Um, and now I blank on, I blank on why. I think it didn't happen in season one. There was a character that, that looped around, that, I can't, now, now I'm losing it. But anyway, um, I can't, I cannot recall. But it, she was great. She was, she, Katie Sackhoff was in, engaging. And I mean, she certainly understands her own character, the one that she's voiced for. Oh, yeah. Two, now three shows you know that she's been this character um and they were just cool they it was just a really cool cool episode Mm -hmm. um and then you know you get the whole gang back from season one right you got like a a side story with Cara Dune like joining the new republic as a marshal and you get clones like you know you get clones in a tank which are more than likely Snoke right you know because that's That seems to be the the logical thing that, you know, they need Grogu's blood because it has a high M count, which is their way of saying midichlorian count without saying it. Right. Um, How do we say it but not piss everybody off? Midichlorian M count. He has a high M count. um, And um, and, you know, that's that's how they make the Snoke, the Palpatine clone, which is Snoke, which is also Ray's father. Um, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, uh, and so it's, I just love that it, it's, it's, it's bridging. I like that it's bridging the gap with the sequel trilogy while still holding on to the main characters. You know, like what, what is, Jin, what trouble is didn't gonna, didn't gonna get into this week? You know, like it's, it's this amazing, it's like a Star Wars slurpy or like a star wars uh shake or something where they you, you put in all these di- not not a shake not a slurpy what's the word a smoothie a star mm. wars smoothie where you put in all these different fruits and vegetables and, and you blend something up and, and what you get is this amazing healthy superfood thing that's also really pleasant to drink um that's so true because yeah. it's also such a mix of genres too yes. so you, you know you throw in the different you know you throw in the western and the samurai um, and the space bat and the space epic and the the space opera, you know the sci-fi. It's all there. Mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, all yeah. of it. All of it. And 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 you've got the the whole like uh, uh, spaghetti western, you know, uh, uh, you know, man with no name thing uh, thrown in there as well. Right. Exactly. But then but then you can take that man with no name spaghetti western, and then you weird like Filoni can like blend that into. The like the hidden fortress, yeah. like the Karis the Karasawa film with with Ahsoka, whereas like the place that they're battling looks like the hidden fortress. <laughs> like it's not even like up oh, there. It is. It's like, like not even really hiding it. They're just yeah, which is crazy. I saw featuring that episode with Ahsoka features the woman she's fighting. One is the um, goddaughter of Bruce Lee, which was cool. Oh, cool. Uh, which is cool, but that is also the first. Um, girl girl fight in star wars no kidding really yeah in live action in live star action wars. that's yeah. so cool isn't that cool yeah i don't know weird that it's like taking that long but yeah hmm. yep mm-hmm. so very cool um what's your fa- i know you don't like this question what's your favorite episode uh i do like i like the uh the ahsoka episode 
that or the finale um, are like the, the Ahsoka stuff was obviously we got Grogu's name we get, and we got insight into like, oh, there's like there's a, there's more going on inside his mind than we have seen up until now. Right. Like yeah. when he's when he's able to communicate with someone through the force, we get a more of a read. It's not just Goo Goo Gaga, like baby talk, like he has thoughts that a 50 year old being um, mm-hmm. has. So um, even if that's young for his his species, so that that was really really cool, and and all the that was sort of where all the pieces connect, right? Like that's that's what connects sort of season one to the second half of season two. That episode right. is the is the bridge between those things that sets us on the path that leads us to the finale. So mm-hmm. um, that that might be my favorite, but I mean the the reveal at the end of the finale was one of my favorite Star Wars moments. Absolutely. Absolutely. A, t- and a I top wanna... 10. A top 10 Star Wars moment mm-hmm. right there. I, I do want to talk... I want to talk about Grogu first, and then we'll we'll talk about... Sure. We'll talk about the end of the finale. Um, so Yoda trained Jedi for 800 years, mm. he tells Luke, and mm-hmm. he's 900 years old. Yes. Same species. Grogu's 50, mm. which mm-hmm. means that He's going to have a big old growth spurt somewhere within 50 years and then be old enough and adapt enough to then technically train Jedi if the Jedi Academy is like up and mm-hmm, going and mm-hmm. doing and doing its thing. Um, so as done, I don't know. That's where interesting. That goes. But I mean, he like he's not going to be a baby much longer. I don't think I, I agree. I, I want I have been wondering if they're going to do sort of a teenage Groot type of thing, you know, where you mm. see him in between. Um where we saw we saw him as a baby, then we will see him as a teenager and then he'll he'll be he'll be, you know, Yoda esque at some point. You know, the other thing too is that Yoda I, I, I do wonder if like speech doesn't come naturally to or or, you know, speech in, in, in our language doesn't come naturally to them and that's why Yoda talks backwards and that's why B- uh, Grogu doesn't talk yet because he hasn't had enough exposure perhaps uh, theoretically, hasn't had enough exposure to people who speak basic um, to learn it and to to learn how to make noises other than the the, the cooing that he makes. Um, that is very cool, very insightful. Something I've just been mulling over. You know, like that's mm-hmm. that's why Yoda talks the way he does because it's not something that's like maybe that's not how that species communicates. Maybe they use the force to communicate. I don't know. Right, that I mean, I, you're just that meme where you know he's probably thinking about other women, and you're just turned over. Like, what about Yoda's speech patterns? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally me. Literally yeah. me. Uh, oh man, I gotta make that meme later. <laughs> yeah, please do. Yeah, please do. Uh, what if Grogu doesn't talk? Because... Oh man, what if he doesn't talk because speech it's speech is hard for them. That's oh my great. gosh, that's great. I love that. Um uh what was I going to say? I want to talk about Din's journey for a second before we get to the before we get to the end. Yeah. Um you know because he's so militant in his don't take off the helmet, no living being can see you, blah blah blah. He takes it off in season 1 to save his life. IG11 takes it off cuz the droid is not alive. Yes. So he kind of gets over he kind of gets over his droids are a problem thing. Yes. Then um, it certainly it certainly makes its it makes its way there, um, and then finally you know he takes off the helmet in uh, the second to last episode, 
you know, to find out the location of, of Moff Gideon's ship. Um, and so, you know, and so he just changes everything. By the way, Bill Burr, like, what a performance. It was so good. So good. Uh, yeah. I didn't know what Operation Cinder was when he was talking about it. He was like, yo, I'm part of, I was part of Operation Cinder. That's the, after the Death Star 2 blows up. When, you know, there was a Battlefront game mm -hmm. that came out and the Emperor had, like, a hollow face. He was like, I'm alive. I'm the Emperor. Um, but not really. Operation Cinder was the his plan. So, well, I'm dead and I don't have a successor, so we're just going to kill everyone. And so Operation Cinder was basically kill everybody on a planet that has high, like, high value to the Empire. Mm. So the New Republic or anybody can't rebuild just Got destroy it. just destroy everything including imperials so just like officers were like kill your kill your units kill your this destroy this destroy this. just like destroy everything lay waste um and so um so operation sender is a big like middle finger to those who gave their lives to the empire Got it. who are all of a sudden like oh by the way you don't get to like you don't get to be alive anymore yeah. so um, so I like that too, but to 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 see um, Pedro Pascal's acting choices in that scene, you know, like he moves his head, like he's still wearing a helmet. You know, the way he moves, he doesn't really shift his eyes; he moves his whole head around. Um, huh. You know, like I'm like not used to using my peripheral vision, so he has to continue to to look like that even when the helmet's off. It's pretty cool. It's great stuff. Um, and I, I just like and that kind of encapsulates the end where he takes it off for Grogu. I've seen a lot of like, let me see you with my own eyes. Yes, yes. Um and um and you know, and it that's how much that kid means to him. Um was really heartwarming. Yeah. And, that's why, and that's why I think that well, one, and you know, that's why I think having Luke show up is smart because he's the only character in all of Star Wars Jedi, I should say, in all of Star Wars that can show up at that moment and the every audience member is going to go, that's safe. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Uh, that's okay. Because let's say like 99-year-old Mace Windu showed up. You're like, well, I have a lot of questions about that. How are you still alive? Should I trust you? Like, what have you been up to? Um, yes. Let's say Kyle Katan showed up. Like, oh, you're in Star Wars now? That's cool. I loved you in that game when I was a kid. But, you know, you're a Legends character. I have questions. You know, or let's say Ezra Ezra shows up back from space. Like, well, I didn't watch Rebels. I don't really know who you are. Blah, blah, blah. Like this, you know, or Ahsoka just lied. And she was like, a Jedi will find him. By the way, it's me. Like, why, you, why, why would you lie? Why, right, why, right. why are you like that? So Why are you Skywalker, like that? <laughs> why? So Luke Skywalker is the only character that can yeah. show up and be like, I'm that's he is the only person that I will allow to take Grogu away, uh, Grogu away from from Din. That's it. Yeah, yeah. it's true. It, it's true. If anybody else showed up, you, you might have some suspicions. Exactly. For sure. But then for R, but then for R two to show up and whistle and beep, and for Din to be like, you can go with that droid. Mm. That's okay. You'll have a friend. Like that's, I mean, without saying any of that, that's huge. That's a huge character growth from the start of season one to the the end of season two. For him to be like, I love you so much that I took off my helmet and let you go with a droid. And also a Jedi, the sworn enemy of the Mandalorians. Right, 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 right. Like, what character growth? Absolutely. Without, with saying none of it, 
that's why it's good writing because it didn't tell you any of that. Mm-hmm. You just know it instinctually. It, yeah, um, if you're following, you're you're getting that. Right. So let's talk about Luke Skywalker um, showing up. Oh, we're not going to talk about um, Migs Mayfield's uh, plant, home planet being Space Boston? Oh, definitely Space Boston. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Space Boston. Yeah, Space Boston. I'll, I don't I'll know, I'll put man. that in it's the show notes. Hard part of the, it's hard being part of the Empire, you know? Like, <laughs> you, know you know, you do what you want, Manda, Lorian. Yeah. Yeah. Lorian. Yeah, oh, it was so good. Space Boston. I, I When I was watching it, I, I turned to my wife and I was like, the Boston accent has officially made it into Star Wars. Yeah. Like, we've done it, yeah, everyone. True. This is the peak. This is what the peak if? Of Bean Town. Hey, man, what if that's what, what Grogu's like voice sounds like when he opens his mouth and talks for the first time? What if he's hey. like, hey, Harvard like Yard? Mm. He's the, right. I thought this was a Harvard. I thought this is a Harvard buy. I thought there'd be some equations on the wall or something. <laughs> uh, mm. I thought this was a Suck the Yankees do. Mmm. Oh, yes. Good, Grogu. Good. Feel the anger. <laughs> Feel the anger. That's it. He comes back, and, and he's, he's a dark side He's a dark side Jedi uh, That's right. who hates the Yankees. That's right. He's like, hey, Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, may the force be with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Um, so Luke Skywalker shows up at the end. A couple things. One, that was Mark Hamill. Um, so His voice. He, he no, it was Mark Hamill. No, saw, it wasn't. I just saw a thing. I just Are you saw lying a thing. To me? No, I just saw a thing with the name of the actor, the, the, who did the mocap, who did the, who did the stunts, or who did the mocap, the, the actor onto whose face they plastered Mark Hamill. I see, because he was apparently on set, is what I. I oh, read. okay, cool. So like they that they de-aged. So here's I thought they like obviously that's not him doing the stunts. The stunts, of Luke yeah. I saw that. I mean, could be unverified. Who knows? The internet is a, a cesspool of wrong information. Uh, so I heard that it was him being Luke Skywalker, de-aged, and that's one of the reasons that Peyton mm-hmm. Reed directed the episode because he he's he did um, he directed Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp, which used Marvel's de-aging tech yep. for Hank Pym. So there's a lot of experience mm-hmm. there. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. Well, what I've read, um, and I'll put a link in the show notes to the article that I read, but uh, what I've read is his name is Max Lloyd-Jones. He is a London-based actor, and he has, uh, yeah, he was the actual in-the-flesh um, actor, and uh, then they, they they did more of a Peter Cushing thing from Rogue One rather than gotcha. a de-aging is what, is what I'm reading. That's is that what they, I, they changed the face, but had another yep. actor do the actual physical performance. That was my impression when I watched it, because, like, this is weird, but, like, he's got a young man's hands. Like, he's not. Yeah, you know, yeah. He doesn't have a 65-year-old man's hands. Um, and so, and, like, you know, his frame is Luke post-Return of the Jedi. It's not Mark Hamill in his 60s. So that was my impression. So I'm going to say that your information is correct and mine was not. All right. So, but either way. That was Mark Hamill being yes. Luke Skywalker, and it was amazing. Yes, it was. It was flipping amazing. Um, I made a meme a while, uh, a, like when it came out, you know, a Joey in his eyes, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, just like, because I'm like watching there enjoying the episode, and I like knew a Jedi was going to show up, and I wanted it to be Luke in the worst way. Like, I just wanted it to be Luke Skywalker, and so I was watching the episode, and I'm enjoying it, and it's good and everything, the fight with... 
um, Gideon and um, the fight with Gideon and, and Mando is awesome. Like so cool. Mm. The death troopers are cool. And that's how you do a girl power fight scene. Mm. And, you know, like all that stuff. It's so great. And then one X-Wing. And like I'm pretty sure my eyes fell out of my head. When you see one X-Wing and they say one X-Wing. One X-Wing. Mm-hmm. And then you see like, oh, man, can I just be, can you indulge me for a second? Because like. Absolutely. Yes. Th- go. You see the green lightsaber, and you're like, okay, it has to be. It has to be. And then you see a black glove. And then you see the other hand is an actual hand. And you're like, he's only got one hand, and he came in in one X-Wing, and he's got a green lightsaber. But I I, I won't believe it until I see his face. I won't believe it (laughs) until I see his face. If they don't show me his face, and he just, like, spirits away Grogu, I'm going to be like, Okay, that's a little disappointing, but like, cool, like, ah, oh, cool. That was it's like, like probably it's like, Luke, but like, uh. it would have been the equivalent of um, Tom Welling not wearing the Superman suit in this Marvel yes, finale. Yes. Oh man, but but oh god, then he pulls down the hood and and there he is, and you know, in all his uncanny valley glory, and uh, mm-hmm. whew. You know I was, I didn't even care. I don't even care that it that it didn't listen, like that the technology isn't there yet. I don't care. I was so excited that the story is being told. I don't care. It was there enough for me to go. That's Luke Skywalker. Oh yeah. Just don't watch his mouth. Y- yes. Yes. You know, just exactly. look at the whole picture. Don't try to pick apart the CG or anything like. Just yep. know that yep. that looks like Luke Skywalker, and one day that will look terrible in the grand Star Wars tradition of yeah. aging technology. Yeah. Of course. Um, until I do the special edition, but I, I do, I do. Um, oh, I was so excited. I, d- did he do? Do you know? Because um, I haven't seen any confirmation of this. Did he record new dialogue, or did they like take new bits di- and pieces of stuff? New dialogue. Okay. Yeah, because what he's there are some sentences of what he says that are not in any. Movie. Right. They couldn't have picked up taking the words from anywhere else. Nope. So he figured out a way to make himself sound like he did 30 years ago. Probably a little bit of, I would guess there's a little bit of digital processing there going on. Sure, too. To, I'm, you sure, know. I'm sure there is. But, but, but you know. But yeah, yeah I, but I get your I get your meaning. And, and oh, man, how exciting. How freaking exciting. Like we got, I, I did not, we were theorizing about who's this Jedi going to be. I thought it was much more likely to be somebody else. I was hope Luke seemed like the most logical answer, but just from a, Real world perspective, I couldn't see them doing it. Uh, I just thought that was too big and sort of too good to be true. And mm-hmm. oh, so excited that it actually was was what happened. I was expecting an, uh, an, an like a recast. Like I was almost like expecting Luke Skywalker, but I was also expecting Sebastian Stan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who looks almost identical to to Mark Hamill, and would have been the appropriate age. Mm-hmm. Like just saying, just saying. I just watched um um. Uh, the devil, devil all the time on on Netflix, and Sebastian Stan is in that. And like, if you like blink fat, like if you look quickly, you're like, that's just Mark Hamill. Yeah, he looks a lot four, like forty. Him. It's crazy. He'd be so good. Just give me, give me that. Cancel, uh, honestly, Captain Soldier, get, cancel Captain America and the Winter Soldier, <laughs> and give me a Luke Skywalker show. Yeah, if he like, wasn't already going to be in that sh- in that show, I would say like. It wouldn't surprise me if one day we got a, a series or a film or whatever with with him and with Alden, Alden. Ehrenreich. Yep, and um, pretend that Billy Lord wasn't in the sequel trilogy and just make her Princess Leia. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? I mean, cares? it's like, it's it's her mother, so of course she'll look like her. Like you know, exactly, exactly. I um um 
I did think it was very smart in its own way to not recast because if you recast, let's say it was Sebastian Stan, you go, oh my God, they recast Luke Skywalker. When are we getting a Luke Skywalker show? When are we going to this? When did this? Digital face replacement showed me this was a not a one-time thing, but this was a special occasion. They're not going to do a whole series where he looks like that, right? Like nope. that's just not going to happen. It's I could not see feasible. a recast coming in the future, though. Not not like next, not like next year. But I could see a recast coming in a few years. Like this could be the prelude, whether sure. they're planning it or not, could be the prelude to like opening up the door to more Luke Skywalker. I, I do think we'll see Luke Skywalker and Grogu stories in a comic or a novel or something. But we could see something like a. Um, New Jedi Order or whatever series or movie or something where they recast because they have not played in that sandbox yet. And I think very deliberately because they're making us wait for it. I agree. I, I think this is even a great test of the water. Like, do people care to see Luke Skywalker? The answer is, of course, yes. Of course we care. Of course we care. But if you can replace, if you can recast Han Solo, you can, re- if you can recast Harrison Ford, you can recast Mark Hamill. Yeah, once they did Mark that. Hamill, I love you. You've you now. You will forever be Luke Skywalker. But your it's a character yeah it's... exactly exactly once you've done that like you've opened the door for 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 doing that again mm-hmm. um you've set a precedent and made it acceptable that's right that's right i um here's the thing so it was like the second thought out of my brain when grogu goes with luke is my god kylo ren is going to kill him like yeah i mean i can't see that happening though me either. Um, I don't think that the Jedi training is going to go well. Like I, I, I seriously doubt this is the last that we've seen of Grogu, and I don't really see much conversation about that from people happening either. Like he's going off with Luke Skywalker, and everyone's like, "They'll see each other again." Yeah. He still has the tiny little metal ball from the Razor Crest. Yeah, right. Like, I know. What's yeah. what's the only thing left of the Razor Crest? I, I do. I, I think I agree with you. I don't think that he is fated to be a jedi in the traditional sense no i don't think so either and i the this luke skywalker the what we've been what we've always wanted in luke skywalker using his lightsaber like a lightsaber not like a baseball bat yeah and um you know like taking out the death troopers like it was nothing just to really show like how powerful he really he really has how he how powerful he's become in the five years since return of the jedi um incredible sequence action sequence it was so great because you watch the the show does a great job at ratcheting the danger of the death troopers over a couple of episodes right you know since episode four really when you get a glimpse to the background and then finally like you see how how much of a struggle it was for for mando to take out one of them mm-hmm, you, know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know that was really well done right that was mm-hmm. a really good way of showing us how hard it was for him while also showing us the, the you know reminding us that the um Beskar is like the one, like the strongest material in the universe. Apparently, that's right. Yes, um, just really well. Like you said before, they don't have to tell you; they can just show you, and it and they they do a really good job at showing you in a way that, even if you're not like a scholar of storytelling, you're getting the point. Like it's coming right. across to you, um, in a really really well done way. Mm-hmm. I agree. Beskar is really the um, vibranium of the yes, Star Wars universe. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, so you see that you know Jim taking him out you know as as it being as difficult as as humanly possible so then to watch luke kind of come in and take them out like it's no big deal like qui-gon and obi-wan had a harder time with droid decaz and battle droids in phantom menace than 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 luke had here so it really shows you like the depth of power that he that he has 
playing into the legend of Luke Skywalker, mm. right? The the legend that he has become, which makes his fall at the hands of Kylo Ren, at the hands of being a master, all that is so much sadder. Not from a from an in story perspective, you know, because he. All he wants to do is be a Jedi like his father. And there he is. We just literally watched him be a Jedi like his father. I'm seeing a lot of those comparisons with like Vader's hallway sequence and Luke's hallway sequence and nice. all this stuff. Like, But ironically, like Vader is Vader. He's not Anakin Skywalker at right. that moment. So like I'm all missing the point. It's ca- it, Yeah, right. It's not the best comparison, but I but it is a visually a cool comparison. I see yes, that. it is. It is visually a cool comparison. You're right. And um, but so for him to, you know, like. Training is, you know, power is one thing, but without training, it's nothing. You know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're four months with Yoda. Yeah, you really mm-hmm. you really know all about the training. Um, and so he's like, he's almost in his hype, right? Luke yeah. is like in, Luke's in his own hype right now. And so, and that hubris is what collapses the temple. Yes. That's what Last Jedi is about. And that's what collapsed the Jedi the last time was the hubris. And so you can understand why he's so bitter at that moment and why his why his like force projection in Last Jedi means so much because he's literally projecting his best self. Mm. Not the hubris of not the hubris of the Luke Skywalker that we see at the end of at the end of Mando season two, but the actual fully formed mm-hmm. the way he should have been. But he also went down a slightly wrong path. It's great. It's I, great. Hundred percent. Hundred percent to all of that. I, I love that. That is a great analysis, and I, I completely completely sign on to that. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, it it well, does. It, 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 yeah. It, good Star Wars like enhances enhances the rest of of it, right? Like you 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 should always be able. A new addition to the canon should only like add and and enhance and lift up the the rest of the stuff, even if it's not something you've specifically thought of like when you when you look at all the pieces and try to put them together they should only look better after after having you know the new pieces added that's right um a couple of a couple of odds and ends mm-hmm. i have from the finale um i love uh i saw someone uh, online say that uh we got um katie sackoff starbuck and a bunch of cylons in this episode with the troopers <laughs> we did um uh, I, I love that. I uh, also saw someone point out that with with uh, Bo-Katan and Luke Skywalker, we got an animated character becoming live action, and we got a live action character sort of becoming animated because of his face. Uh, <laughs> Pretty in close a, in, in a certain sense. Yeah. Uh, but but seri- in all seriousness, though, um, one thing I want to say: Moff Gideon was such a badass. Like like the entire. His entire time on the show, right from from yep. the last season, and he's to not, now. and he's not done yet. He's not done yet. But no, Jean Carlos said he's in season three. A lot in, of season three. He apparently. did say that. He did say that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think he was supposed to say that because he said it kind of early. No, um, he also said that there would be a lot more lightsaber or like action, which he was correct about technically. Um, dark, in this season, dark but, saber action. Even he's I yeah, think he talked about yeah, and he said yeah, I did all my own stunts and mm-hmm. blah blah blah, and I was like, that's that's awesome. He did a great job. He did a fantastic um, job. Yeah, um, great villain. Such a great villain, and one of the best uses of him. Like all we've ever seen from him, up until the this finale, all we ever seen from him was he was always two moves ahead, right? Like Mm -hmm. you could you could not outfox him. He was always two moves ahead. And the second that X wing showed up, and he knew there was a Jedi on the on the ship, he flipped 
out. Yep. He was like, I kill me. Like, just mm-hmm. like just kill me. Let the dark troopers kill me because I am not going to be here when that Jedi walks in this room. Um, I, I do not want to be here for that. And that was that spoke volumes to how scary Luke Skywalker's presence on that on that ship was to him. Like That's he right. was mm-hmm. two steps ahead at all times. And then suddenly Luke Skywalker shows up on the next wing and he's like, just just kill me. I'm no. I'm done. Yeah. I'm out. And that was like the one moment of showing cracks that we've seen from him at all. And it was so well deployed. Yeah, you know that, that's that's a that's a great analysis unto itself because I hadn't really thought about that because he does flip, but he's also old enough to remember the first gen of like that last generation of Jedi, and so because you know if he's a moth, that means he's pro- he was probably in the Clone Wars. Yep, um, probably. And so he he knows the stuff. Do you think we'll see Moff Gideon show up in the Bad Batch? Ooh, that's a, I hadn't thought about that. That's cool. I like that idea. A young, yeah. a young Moff, Moff Gideon? Yeah, that would I be... I think so. I love pro- that. I, I would say he's, what, supposed to be 10, 15 years younger than Tarkin, I'd say? Yeah, that... that, that mm, Yeah, not Peter yeah, Cushing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you know, yeah, but, yeah, you know, but Tarkin, yeah. But Tarkin himself, yeah. Yeah, he would... Yeah, maybe he was, like, a young captain or whatever at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think that Lieutenant, we could... Um, yeah, we'll be... We could be seeing him again, which would be very, very cool. I love um, that. I love that idea. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he... um. Um, he reminds me a bit of Moriarty, like if that's like he oh, that kind yeah. of that kind of villain. Like I don't, I can kick the crap out of you if I need to, but sometimes it would even serve me better to lose. And like you know, like the Joker is going to purposely get arrested in the Dark Knight so he can blow things up. Like sure. he's he's that steps ahead of you, and I love that kind of villain. He's a, he's an excellent excellent villain, and and. Um, honestly, I think John Carlo Esposito is the perfect, perfect actor to portray that that kind of mm-hmm. uh, a villain. See, his daughters texted him the before the Mando finale, and they were like, "Daddy, if you hurt that baby, <laughs> we're gonna be so mad at you." <laughs> and he was. I think he texted them back. He's like, "I f that baby up." <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Oh, yep. He he's just yeah he's 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 perfect uh for that for that role and I I look forward to seeing seeing more of him. Um I I think I think season 3 will be do you think they're going to be like going to Mandalore or trying to bring back Mandalore not you know I, like bring back I the think, glory days? I don't think it's going to be exactly that because so so Jin has the dark saber. And he can't Which, give it to so, Bo-Katan and because he just of can't rules. give it to her, even though Bo-Katan picked up off the ground. I, okay, yes, in thank Rebels, you. and was like, "It's mine now." So, but I would maybe, like to know how she lost it I in saw, the first place. I saw speculation that maybe that's why she knows that she can't, like the lore around the dark saber. Like she, she went against it once, and and maybe something went wrong, went south, and so that, she knows that she can't violate it again. That makes a lot of sense because because that's what um, Moff uh, Moff Gideon says. It's the story that matters. Yeah. The saber is just the saber. It's just a weapon. Like, but it's the story that and matters. As he was saying that, I'm I was I was thinking like this sounds a little. This sounds like a retcon. And I, I at the moment I wasn't retrieving like the well book ten already picked it up once. Um, but I was like, this feels like they're adding like adding this on. It feels like a retcon. But like, I'll check Wikipedia later. Mm-hmm. And and that was. That's the close, the most. That's the best theory I've heard so far, and that's sort of my headcanon for right now until they tell us otherwise. 
mm-hmm. um, that maybe she violated it once and she's seen what happens when you violate that. And so she's not going to mess around with it again. Nope. No, she's not. No, which is fine, which is which is cool. So I'm excited to see more Bo-Katan. Me personally. too. Me too. Give um, her a series at some point. Right. So it. I see. I think it's not so much a series for her that it's so much that it's gonna like we're gonna wrap into um, we're gonna wrap into this show a bit, and yeah, probably. So we've moved from bounty hunter western into maybe bounty hunter Mandalorian politics, you know, because he's still a bounty hunter. Like that hasn't really changed. Um, so um he still needs to make his way but also he has also taken off his helmet and you don't think that's not going to make its way back to the uh, to his tribe like so um yeah I his... think it's going to be a little bit of a manhunt for mando that's interesting a mando hunt mando if hunt will. if you will i i do think that yeah his taking off the helmet was obviously motivated by like he cares so much about grogu that he he'll he'll violate his own code but i got to think that Bo-Katan calling him a cult member got in his head a little bit, and he's a Definitely. little bit questioning whether or not he still wants to follow the way. Absolutely, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to come for him. Correct. Correct. You know, I think that it's more it's more that, and plus that means, I mean, if Bo-Katan really has to take the Darksaber um, in battle, she's gonna have to surprise him to do it it's not like they can be like okay let's do it and he'd be like oh no and yeah yeah like, i know i know you yeah know. i was but thinking yes, about i, I was already him. thinking about that like will she fight him for it will he lose it to someone else and then she fights them like what happens how does that how does that play it, out i mean they're a warrior culture so right. like they that that's just part of like how they function like here's, i have to fight you for this i have to arm wrestle you here's what the, i want here's what I, want. I want him to lose it in battle to the armorer whose name i can't remember right now but the female uh, mandalorian <clears throat> who gave him his best car armor and then yeah, I, want I think her... it's just the armorer i don't think she has a name okay maybe that was just her name and then bo katan goes and fights her for it that would be satisfying to like like when they hunt him down they fight him. They take the dark saber in the shuffle, and then you know later this that season or the next season, Bogotan gets it back in battle from against them. That would be so satisfying. That would be very satisfying. Mm. Do you think that they were wise to end the Grogu storyline within season two? I don't think it's over per se. No, but, but, the, but the, the, the search, the Jedi search. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yes, yes, uh, because I think that Grogu is going to disappear for a little while and then probably be the saving grace at some point in season three. Like, he's going to come back and save Mando's ass or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he would need to have been trained for that to work out. So it's going to be one of those things where when you look back in retrospect, all the pieces fit together like a Lego. You know, it, it, it it's fit true. together beautifully. Yeah. You mean a Lego like this? Stormtrooper helmet. Oh, dude, you did one of those too? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, my so second you, day of vacation was well spent. So your first day, you put together a TIE fighter pilot helmet. Bam. And day two, nice. And then day two, you did a Stormtrooper. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. You are making good good use of your vacation. Thank you. I'm out of Legos, so if anybody wants to send me more. <laughs> <laughs> Email us, beerwithgeeks at gmail.com to get you Tim's address. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm out of I'm out of Lego sets. I try every vacation I to like make a Lego set. That's like a you know keep my brain active, do nice. something while I'm watching TV. Um, 
So these helmets, though, are way cool. They're, like, way cooler than I thought they were going to be. I was like, oh, do I really want to make just a helmet? Yes, mm. I do. Because it comes with a little stand. Yeah, that it's, is cool. With a little plaque yeah. and everything. That's that's really yeah. neat. Yeah. What do you do with them when you're done? Do you, do you display them or do you take them apart? Um, the last one I bought, um, not bought because I was given to it as a gift. The last one I built um, was Hogwarts Castle and that is currently sitting on a bookshelf. And these are also sitting on a shelf. So one day I'll dismantle them, I think. You know, so then you just have little Lego pieces around. What I really would like to do is get, like, a big sewing kit and put, like, pieces in. So, like, you could save the books and rebuild something if you ever wanted to. You just know where the pieces are. Yes. It would require tons of organization, but you know what? You know, when you're watching TV, you might as well be doing something. I'm kind of fine with with my Legos. I I want some way to, like, build it once, enjoy it, look at it for a couple days, and then take it apart and send it back. And get isn't there one. a isn't there a, a some kind of online thing that does that? There there was there was a service that did that, but they didn't. They went out of business. They were sort of the Netflix of Legos. They were like instead of DVDs by mail, it was Legos by mail, and you put together the set and then send it back when you're done. We'll send you another one, but and you have a queue of all the ones you want to do, but um, they didn't last. Well, now I have a question. So, like, if you got like if if the, all the Lego so if I like took apart the stormtrooper helmet and I put all the pieces in a box. With mm-hmm. the instructions and send mm-hmm. it to you. Is that mm-hmm. good enough, or do you care that it's like bag one, bag two, bag three? As long as I have the pieces, I don't care. You don't care, because like I, I mean, like because I don't know what to do with them after a while. Because I don't want thing. to keep Hogwarts Castle up there for fifty years. That's why I don't do more of them because yeah. because they're expensive and then it's done, right? And then it's like okay, well, like if if there was like a you know even if there was like a, a forum where people did like an exchange of like hey, I'll trade you this one for that one. You know, if like things of like value or whatever, because totally... one day I will take them apart and I will put the pieces in a box and send it to you. Like I don't like I, mean, I don't care. I'll take it, but then it's like then then what do I do with it? Right? Then like who send who, it back to me and I'll do build I... it again? <laughs> All right, well there you go. There you go. Uh, well, we're uh, if people want to find us on the internet um, and send us Legos, um, they can do that at beruthgeeks.com. Uh, they can find links to our other shows on the Thought Bubble Audio Network, uh, thoughtbubbleaudio.com. They can find links to the Patreon, patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio, which is how we stay in business. Um, you, they can find bureaucracies at gmail.com, which is where they can email us uh, and uh, ask for our addresses to send us Legos. And uh, they can find us anywhere podcasts are found, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, everywhere. Um, we are on all those places. All your voice assistants can play us, all, all that fun stuff. Um, please rate and review us in those places when you while you do that, because that really does help us immensely. If you're not subscribed in one of those apps already, I would highly encourage it, because it does help us. It helps you find new episodes of the show as soon as they come out. Uh, you never miss one. And uh, you can, of course, follow us on Twitter at Beer with Geeks. I believe that is all of the uh, all of the requisite places, and that's okay. uh, that's it. Um, by the way, you mentioned before that your your Belgian mm-hmm. uh, Belgians pair with just about anything, um, and I just realized as we were talking that my cho- Mexican chocolate porter actually has pairing suggestions on the label, and it says pairing suggestions: enchiladas with mole sauce, Asian style steamed buns, chili, crispy seared duck, churros, and chocolate cake. Awesome. That is a very wide range of things you can pair this beer with, but there yeah. you go, in case you're wondering. That's very cool. 
That's very cool. I realized last week when we talked about um, Star Wars programs and stuff and mm. like stuff that's coming, we did not mention um, Taika Waititi's movie. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that was just a, my last thought because it had been previously announced. So it was just like a like also, by the way, this is still happening kind of thing. Um, but the logo was like an aqua like in Star Wars logo looked almost like it was stone and cracked and stuff. And Kathleen Kennedy was like showing like how these like swirls and it had like this prism like like diamond shape stuff in the sky. And that stuff is the cover to Dawn of the Jedi, the um the book up that takes place thirty five thousand years before the Battle of Yavin. Wow. Um, and it's like but Jedi with the when the Jedi were called Jedi or Jedi, J E D um oh, apostrophe I I and they carried vibro steel and or like basically carried beskar that's not family um, friendly no um <laughs> they basically carried um just like samurai swords made of beskar kind of before it was called beskar um and it, they didn't have hyperdrive yet and like so mm. it took like days if not weeks it took like 300 days to get from one planet to another planet and like and it was all within but that what made me think of this is tython because that's where baby um that's where grogu contacts luke skywalker on that yes. planet where we meet boba fett um again so it's all wrapping back into continuity so maybe taika's movie is like the dawn of the jedi um so here to go thirty five thousand years you can't get star wars fans that mad if you yeah right go, if you <laughs> oh just you wait back. yeah oh just you wait indeed well anyway um frank that was um that was that and um it was great so until next time cheers, cheers. Since you're, um, since you know yeah. you're still doing some stuff, I'll, I'll just read from this book. This book is largely concerned with hobbits, and from its pages, a reader may discover much of their character and a little of their history. Further I'm going to need a drink. Will also be found in the selection from the Red Book of Westmarch, which has already been published under the title The Hobbit. That story was derived from the earlier chapters of the Red Book, composed by Bilbo himself, the first hobbit to become famous in the world at large and called by him there and back again, since they told of his journey in the East and his return, an adventure which later involved all the hobbits and the great events of the age that are here related. Did you fix it yet? I did. That was... Oh, cool. Uh, nothing motivated me to fix it like that. <laughs> <laughs> how can I make this stop? Let me fix my audio. That's how I... Uh, that's how I... My wife and I um, stopped talking to one another at night. And she'll be saying something. I'm like, do you want me to read from my book? And then I'll start reading. If you're like, okay, good night. <laughs> All right, I'm done with you. <laughs> yep. Okay. Thanks. Goodbye. I'm ready for this like, day to be over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. Funny. All right. All right. Cool. I'm, Thank you for giving. Do you want me the, to delete uh, any of that? Because I've been oh, recording no, for like no, a minute. No, 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 no. That's going on the end of the episode. Thank you very much. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. <laughs>